Oh, is, is there someone who'd like to open the meeting, commit us to the Lord in a word of prayer? Sure. Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening and uh, we want to ask you for your blessings tonight that you open our minds and our hearts so we can understand your word, Lord. And please forgive us. Uh, we ask forgiveness for our sins and uh, that you help us tonight and bring us closer to you as this Bible study proceeds. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask. Amen. 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 So I trust that everyone is well and we are getting back into our Bible study of the Ephesian Church Age. And so last week we looked at, uh, I believe, the relationship between the ages as they are identified, or, or the churches as they're identified in Revelations and seven actual ages historically. <laughs> Excuse me. And we saw that that wasn't just... Um, a figment of our imagination, if you like, but it's something that is uh, identified by numerous students of the Bible. And when we see uh, different people um, identifying something, we don't say that it's, we accept it as uh, the right thing just, just because, but we do say, that's interesting, let's see uh, what the Lord um what the Lord will bring to us through that. So, uh, so that's good. And so now we're going to, now we've seen that link between the actual churches and the church ages. We've gone back to say unto the angel of the church of Ephesus. And we're actually looking in revelations chapter one, verse two, and hopefully uh, God willing starting our uh, actual study of the um of the book of revelations and how it relates to the um the history and what lessons we can draw from it because where we see lessons to the church we also see lessons to ourselves and that's very important that god works continuously on two or three levels at the same time uh, working across the whole world, working across churches broadly across the whole world. Then also every individual church or congregation and um, group of believers, and not just that, but also every individual believer and every family as well. So in these things, we can see lessons that are applicable or should be applicable to ourselves Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that hath the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labour, and thy patience, how thou canst not bear them with our evil. Thou hast tried them that say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars. And hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake has laboured, and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. 
Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And so the angel of the church of Ephesus was Paul. Uh, Paul was the one, as we saw, that really founded the church and really established it. Uh, and he was also the person who um, was the messenger of God to uh, to the Gentiles. And we can read that in Galatians, I believe it was. And so he's talking about how he came to the Lord and how he came into the ministry. And in Galatians chapter 1, because he had been challenged as to his authority of uh what he was preaching um so in that challenge to his authority he is establishing his credentials as a man of god with the word of god because galatians chapter one says i marvel you're so soon removed from him that called you into the gospel of christ unto another gospel now he tells us then that I certify you the gospel which is preached of me was not after man, for I neither received it of man, this is verse 12 of chapter 1, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. So this is quite something that, and this is really something encouraging and amazing for each one of us, that we should understand that we can receive a revelation from God. And when we receive that revelation, any true revelation, we're going to find confirmed later on by seeing that other people, other godly Christian people, have the same revelation. Because Paul says, I didn't get this from any man. No one taught to me. I went um, and I studied in Arabia. And then after three uh, years of studying and uh, being in Damascus, I went up to see Peter, uh, verse 18, 15 days. All right. And so while he's with Peter and the others, <coughs> uh, it says, then after, f then 14 years after, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me. And I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. And so what he's saying there is, I've been preaching, Barnabas has been preaching with me, and we've gone this direction with our, our revelation that says the Gentiles can come in, they don't have to obey the law of Moses, and all these different things that he was preaching on his own, without permission, if you like, from the 
apostles, from the twelve apostles. There was no one there teaching him and saying, making judgments for him. But as we'll find, he was making judgments as the Spirit of the Lord led him. And each one of us should also be able to make those judgments as the Spirit of the Lord leads us. And it says, when, uh, so he, he communicated with them of reputation, and then verse 6, but of these who seem to be somewhat whatsoever they were, they make no difference to me, God accepteth no man, for they who seemed to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. So the leaders of the church of Jerusalem, those apostles there, Peter, James, John, um, the uh, established people, the people that had known Jesus, they said, we can't add anything to you. Everything that we're preaching, you're preaching. Okay, and even more. But contrarywise, when they saw the gospel of circumcision was committed to me, sorry, the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, as the gospel of circumcision was to Peter, for he that wrought effectively, effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me towards the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, Cephas being Peter, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me Barn to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship, that we should go to the heathen, and they unto the circumcision. And so in this Paul is defending his ministry and defending what God had given him. And as he's defending it, he is saying, well, excuse me, defending it against people who said, well, I came from Jerusalem. I sat at the feet of Peter and John and, and, and James. These are the people that Jesus was with, and I'm giving you uh, the, the insights that they have, and, and so on and so on. And so you can trust me, and I'm going to teach you, and you don't listen to Paul because he doesn't have the same experience as I have of sitting with, uh, you know, sitting with the apostles, sitting with the ones that talk to Jesus, and I have a better message than, than Paul, so listen to me. Uh, and the main thing they were doing was trying to bring the Gentiles into the uh, obedience of the law. And, and we can see that from the end of chapter 2. Uh, sorry, it's not the end of chapter 2. Um, do, 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 do. Let me just find it. Yeah. Galatians chapter 5. So he's really getting into the nub of the message that he's writing to them a letter because certain people came and, and told them, hey, this is, this is what you need to do. So Galatians 5 one says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ is become of no effect unto you, Whosoever of you are justified by the law, 
ye are fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. So, uh, and then he says that um, this persuasion didn't come of God because he is talking about this. He come and started talk, teaching the law of Moses to the Christian converts in, uh, in Galatia, and he is telling them, if you follow this, and if you say, I need to be circumcised in order to follow Christ, then you are a debtor to the whole law, and you have lost the effect of Christ, of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. And he's saying, in this, I marvel to uh, chapter 1, that you're so soon removed from him that called you to the grace of Christ. But in that, he says, my revelation came from God himself. And when I communicated my revelation from God, that when I told Peter about it, he said, yes, that's just what we're preaching. And God has blessed you with the Gentiles, so go out to them. So these people that come from Jerusalem, you need to listen to me. But will we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have preached, let him be accursed. And so this is a, a really wonderful reminder to us as well, that if we are seeking to be justified by any work or any action that we do, and say, Lord, accept me because I go to church. Lord, accept me because I I do a Bible study every Friday night, or I come to Bible study. Won't you bless me for that? Then we are making the uh, law of Christ of no effect, because now we're relying on something that we're doing in order to get into God's good favor, rather than completely lying, relying on Jesus Christ and saying, Lord, uh, have mercy on me, I am a sinner, and the things that I do, I do out of gratitude for you, because you've made me worthy, not because I need to be worthy, they're not of, um, they're not something I can do to be worthy. Does that, that make sense, right? It's works then, rather than faith. Correct. Okay. And so, uh, everything we should do should be out of gratitude and love for the Lord, not out of works to make us acceptable for him, because it's in Christ we're acceptable. So, um, but this establishes that Paul was called by God, received the revelation directly from God that was confirmed by those around him at the time, and that he was sent out, and he was the apostle to the Gentiles. And that's really important, because that transition between the Jewish church and the Gentile church was spearheaded by Paul, and he wrote the majority of the books of the New Testament. Uh, they're um, letters written by him, or or uh, written by others on his behalf, and they are um, not only 
how shall I put it? The foundation of the Ephesian, that, that revelation is not just the foundation of the Ephesian church in Ephesus, but of the Ephesian church age, but also it's the foundation God gave him, the foundation of the whole Christian um, uh, the whole Christian edifice, if you like. First uh, Corinthians chapter three, and Paul talking to the uh, talking to the Corinthians about the different ministries that they'd received. Uh, and again, lessons for us. And we can substitute the name of anybody here. For while one says I'm of Paul and another says I'm of Apollos and so on and so on. I'm of Branham, I'm of Hoffman, I'm of Lee Vale. Uh, like, and oh, and I'm people that say, oh, and I'm a, I'm a Christian. Uh, they do not escape uh paul's um wrath paul's condemnation uh which, which is really interesting because uh you look at it if if people are arguing about who you are and you're saying well i'm of christ let's have a look just briefly in uh first corinthians 1 10 it says now i beseech you brethren by the name of of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, Peter again, and I of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified by you, uh, for you? Uh, and so you see, if that spirit comes in and it's like, well, I'm a message believer and I'm a Baptist, and it's like, well, I'm a Christian, uh, usually that, that thought that says, I am a Christian, um, is a thought that's born of, you're trying to one-up the people that you're with rather than it being we are Christians, if that makes sense. So Paul talking about this, he says, who then is Paul in, in 1 Corinthians 3, 5? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man? I have planted... Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labour. For we are labourers together with God, ye are God, God's husbandry, ye are God's building." According to the grace of God, which is given me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. 
So he says uh, there very plainly, I laid a foundation and God allowed that foundation to be recorded in the letters of Paul and in the, the, the ministry of Paul that we find in Acts and we find in Hebrews and, and all throughout the Bible. This is the foundation that the entire Christian church should be built on the revelation of Jesus Christ, which should match the revelation that was given to Paul, which the revelation that was given to Paul matched the revelation that was given to Peter and to James and John, who'd actually known Jesus personally. So that's a really wonderful uh, lesson for us there is to seek revelation from God because the church is built on that revelation and then to test that revelation just as Paul did by going to those who we know have a relationship with God and saying, here's, here's what I believe, here's how I see it. And as we communicate with them and they say, well, you know, that's, that's just exactly the way I've always believed it, um, then we have confirmation that our revelation is according to the scriptures and according to the revelation of God. And that's a really wonderful thing because we want to line ourselves up with the wise master builder. Because as we said before, the wise master builder, he's building the seven church ages, the foundation for the seven church ages. That's also the foundation for every church that there is. And that's also the foundation for every believer uh, that there is. And it's also the foundation for every local church group that there is. And the foundation for the whole body of believers, it's the same foundation, which is Jesus Christ. And so that's why the Bible ministers to us personally, as well as on all those other levels. So that's just wonderful. So the angel of the church of Ephesus, there is Paul, the messenger of God to the Gentiles. So, uh, yeah, and, and that's really wonderful. And uh, I know that's a little short shorter than usual um but that's all that i have prepared for this evening and i guess it didn't take me as long to get through as i thought it would but i hope it's a blessing to you it is thank you so is there someone who who uh who would like to commit us to the lord in a word of prayer to close sure i will do that thank you Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you very much for this reminder that there is nothing, nothing at all gone astray about your word, about time that's passed, about church ages, that you call people from each time, each age. And we are very, very rich and very, very fortunate that you would consider us as part of your group. I pray that whatever we have learned tonight goes deep because we, we need the, your confidence 
I pray that you would give uh, Brother Fabio continued good testimony in front of his co-worker and that this co-worker will decide to come and visit and see more people in fellowship and that his heart would be turned towards you, Lord, that you have opened the door and invited him in. I pray that he would walk in. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. My pleasure. Bless you all and have a wonderful evening. And Lord willing, I'll see you on Sunday. God bless you all. God bless you all.